Who makes me different from anyone else? Well, it's all grace. Um, I'm Emma, as most of you know. Um, I was an intern here last year. And now this year, um, I'm assistant minister, so I help with creative prayer and worship and um, work with all different ages across the week. Um, And this term, I've been reading through the New Testament in order, um, rather than just short passages, which is how I used to read the Bible before. And it's been really helpful to get the whole story of the early church in one narrative, rather than just a short section. And so as I've been reading through Acts and Romans and Corinthians, it's been really helpful to have the church teaching coincide with, um, with that. Um, and I feel like I've become increasingly more aware of God's grace in every part of my life. I feel like I've discovered in greater depth that everything that I have is from God. It's all grace, even my position here and the clothes on my back. So I come to today, this is my second preach, um, and it's actually a gift from God because it's not something that I ever imagined myself doing. God has funny ways of working. And throughout the Bible, we see the most unlikely people chosen by God to lead and to speak, to fight armies like Gideon, to bear his son like Mary, who never would have thought themselves able to. So what has been given to me today is grace. It's a gift to share my thoughts with you. Who makes me different from anyone else? And what did I have before that I did not receive? It's only by grace. So who makes you different from anyone else? In the passage, we see that the Corinthians have spent um, the first three chapters being told by Paul who to follow. They've been divided. One says Paul, another Apollos, another Peter, and another Christ. Two weeks ago, we looked at what we're building with. Some with costly and precious stones, and some with hay or straw. But the same foundation is under us all. It's Christ. It's only Jesus that saves, not our building abilities. And it seems that the Corinthians have been thinking far too much about what their faith looks like above the ground, rather than remembering it's Jesus who's the foundation. Without his wisdom, our structures are falling down. We often think that we are wise and forget that it's Christ that we boast in, not our own abilities or the way that we speak or act. What do you have that you did not receive? Everything comes from God. All our abilities, opportunities, friendships, our leaders. The Corinthians seem to have forgotten this too in their argument over who's the best, whose leadership is the best. And who is living the right way in their own eyes? We often do that too. How often do I forget, living in this first world age, that everything I have comes from God? Life is precious. It's such a gift. Every heartbeat and every breath. That's why I love the chorus, It's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise to you only. It reminds me that every breath is given to me by God. It's the same breath that Adam was given life by in Genesis, and the same breath that caused a mighty army to rise to their feet, alive. They had received life, and I have received life, 
which I did not have before. So what happens when I forget? Well, in verse 8, Paul talks about the Corinthians reigning, and um, another translation calls them kings. They have everything they want, and they look on the outside as they, they have everything together. I mean, I find myself feeling that way sometimes. I've got everything that I physically need, but I find myself sometimes demanding my rights. And how often do we do that as a community? We demand our NHS treatment, our pensions, salaries and benefits. But Paul finds this really difficult. But why does he find it so difficult? Because surely, as one who has had such a dramatic encounter with God on the road to Damascus, should have no doubts or difficulties in ministry. He knows the grace he's under. In chapter 15, he says, I do not deserve to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. By the grace of God, we are who we are. And yet here are the Corinthian believers. They've got such an easy life following Jesus compared to him. He goes on, It seems to me that God has put us apostles on display at the end of the procession, like those condemned to die in the arena. He was probably thinking of the Roman parades of enemy soldiers that they'd captured. He feels like an enemy or a criminal, despised and hated. And compared to the Corinthians, Paul's having a really hard time. There are places that he can't go, like Jerusalem, where the Jews are waiting to kill him. And yet, somehow, by grace, he has what he has received that he did not have. And says, when we are cursed, we bless. When we are persecuted, we endure it. When slandered, we answer kindly. Like we see in Acts when he stands up for the gospel on trial. Even though on earth he's got rags, he knows that in heaven he's got riches. Because of the foundation of Jesus from whom he has received faith and grace in which he now stands. He boasts in the hope of the glory of God, no longer in his own merits and achievements, or how many Christians he had killed, as he would have used to, but by grace in Christ alone. And we see in Romans 5, that was written after this passage, Paul has grown in his perspective on this suffering, because he says, We also glory in our sufferings, Because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. When we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. We are the ungodly. We're the sinners who are only saved by grace. So what is Paul trying to communicate here? I think he's actually trying to turn the Corinthians back to the foundation of Jesus, to thank him for everything that they have, rather than what they have built themselves. What do you have that you did not receive? This attitude of gratitude for the things that they have, particularly in comparison to Paul, will unite them again as they turn their attention to Jesus. Paul says, Do not go beyond what is written at the beginning of this passage. 
because they had been swayed, as we saw before, by speakers with fancy words and good communicators. But Paul wants them to be led by his teaching on the gospel, by Christ alone, who makes us who we are by grace alone. So how has my increasing awareness of God's grace affected my life? Well, I found myself becoming so thankful. My very breath, every day, gifts, opportunities to encourage others and to lead them in prayer and worship. I find this quote really challenging. What if you woke up today with only the things you would thank God for yesterday? My list would have been very short before. But now, I've got more. Not because of my own actions, but because God is gracious even in reminding me to turn to him and thank him with gratitude in my heart. It's becoming much more of a reaction, a natural reaction to everyday events, however small. And this awareness is leading me to praise and worship so much more. And it's made me more humble because I realize that the goodness of my Father to me is making me who I am. And I realize that any of us could easily be in such a worse place. Who makes me different from anyone else? And what do I have that I did not receive? We are all under the same grace as were the Corinthians. Another thing I find helpful is the offering liturgy. It's a really helpful reminder of grace. All things come from you and of your own that we give you. And I found that this comes from the end of 1 Chronicles, where David's praising God for all the building materials in the temple. He sees that although the people own the treasures that they gave to God, they were only given to them by God in the first place. We've actually got incredible opportunities to lead ourselves through the Holy Spirit, teaching ourselves to thank God every day. Something practical to do would be writing a list to thank God for everything that he's given us through his grace. Count your blessings. We have Paul's questions to help us too. Who makes me different from anyone else? And what did I have that I did not receive? These questions produce deep humility and thanksgiving. So let's pray that God will cultivate these in us so that we are wise in his eyes, not the world's. It's only by grace that we are saved. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with us all. Amen.